Dan's gone. Oh, how embarrassing. Ooh, he slept right through church. Eh, not the end of the world. It's the apocalypse! What? Are you wearing clean underwear? Not anymore. It's the rapture, and I never knew true love. I never used those pizza coupons. Why aren't we ascending into heaven? Oh, right. The sins. Oh. Where do you think you're going, Missy? Dad! <laughs> No barbecue! <laughs> hey, look! Ah! Oh, there are the hot dogs! And the coleslaw has pineapple in it! Ah! German potato salad! Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review Simpsons Bible Stories. I'm Dando. I am Mitch, back in the studio. Mm, yeah, it's uh, been, been a long time. Upgraded. And with headphones. Yeah, I know. This is nice. I can hear myself. <laughs> I can hear just how girly I really sound. A lot of the time it just comes as a surprise where I'm like, well, Dando must have edited my voice or something. He's changed the frequency. And then I put the headphones on and hear the live feedback. I'm like, nope, that's just a register I'm in. I just have a really deep voice. and I, It bothers mm. me. I, I I said to you off air, I can't stand listening to myself. Have we ever spoken about natural voice? I remember. This is me singer? talking. This is me talking normally now. Yeah. Um. So I think it was a singer. Uh. Maybe it was a vocal coach. No, it was a, vo- a vocal coach. Was saying how the voice when you wake up is pretty much your natural voice because it's when your larynx is the most relaxed and everything is just okay. sort of coming out and then throughout the day as you talk more or as other stresses or anxieties start to manifest themselves throughout the day, then your voice does start to strain a little bit. So my the thing is you mustn't have a lot of that going on because your voice at the, the end of the day feels pretty much what it's like at the start of the day. I barely whereas, talk at work, that's why. Yeah, whereas I... um, So if I roll out of bed, it's probably somewhere down like that. Um, but then by the end of the day of working in a government department, suddenly I'm up here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... Can I, um, off the top, i got to say that I've been thrown entirely. So, we're recording three episodes today. We're yeah. doing Simpsons Bible Stories. We're then doing uh, Ahead in the Polls, the Futurama, and yeah. we're doing Girls Just Want to Have Sums for yeah. um, Seth, Wines? Seth Wings. 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 Yeah. Wings. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Red Bull. Um, I don't know how I'm going to go because your next door neighbors have completely knocked me off my axis because I pulled up. And which which side? Uh, the the, the one through the yeah, window yeah. here. I pull up, and there's fresh gla- grass clippings and the smell of fresh grass, and there's some grass on the footpath, but they have an artificial front lawn. <laughs> and I've looked at that, and I've looked at the grass, and went, "Well, this shit doesn't make sense." Is my lawn mowed? Maybe it blew down the street. No, it's not. Because oh, that yeah. was going to come mow it. Yeah, I'm no, sure. I looked anyway. So there's a mystery. The, uh, was like maybe someone, the other side got their lawn maybe mode? they got really stoned I, see, I, I, I can't handle having the artificial grass or maybe it's that really good artificial grass that grows yeah <laughs> <laughs> that real artificial grass I had a shit um, week with my car so mm-hmm. a week ago before we get into Simpsons Bible Stories by the way because there's not exactly much to talk to so no yeah. this is going to be an episode like as much as I was trying to talk in defense of this at the tail end of our last review I was like no you just don't remember it properly and then I rewatched it and went oh Gonna have to come to the table with some stories. <laughs> <laughs> so that's exactly what I was doing. So the my car. So it would have been a week and a half ago. I go out to the car to go to work. Two of my tires are dead flat, hmm. just completely ripped open. Apparently my wheel alignment was so far out that when I <laughs> so listeners wouldn't have seen that Dando just as he said ripped open. 
he mimed ripping them open with his bare hands. <laughs> Which is ambitious to say the least. It helps me emphasize the word ripped. Ripped open. Yeah. <laughs> like Hulk Hogan. Just ripped the show. I just love the idea that you're vandalizing someone's car. Like, oh, well, the tires are... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, both my tires need to be replaced. So, I had to get all four wheel alignment. Cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Pain Ouch, in the ass. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. So, that gets fixed. And then I... It was last Thursday. My dad's birthday. We hadn't got him a present yet. So, <laughs> they'll come over for dinner. So, we, we got him a Google Chrome. Because their TV's on a smart oh, yeah. TV. They yep. refused to upgrade their TV. So, I got him a Google Chrome mm-hmm. so they can watch Plex and Netflix and shit. Get out of the car park in Cryo in Harvey Norman. Mm. Go to unlock my car. Mm. It won't unlock. No. Oh. Like, that's really weird. It's not your car. <laughs> it's my car. I open up the um, and the handle wouldn't lift up properly. So oh. I open up the the passen- the rear driver side. Someone jimmied your door and fucked the lock. I don't know. The rear driver side uh door would open. So okay. I opened that up, reached around, unlocked the driver's door from the inside. Heard clunk, and the door opened. And I was like, oh, at least it's open. Mm. I get in, about to take off, middle of Carayo, door won't close. Oh no, door won't close. What did you do? What happened was the cord in the door snapped. Right. But they think it's because someone had fiddled with my car. Yeah. I'm not blaming Cryo, but from the five minutes I was Certainly in... Certainly blaming someone in Cryo. <laughs> the five minutes I was in yeah. Harvey Norman... Someone's tried to boost... You. Nicholas Cage has tried to boost your car. Oh, mate. You're, you're number 50. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can't, so, I'm thinking, all right, what do I do? Do I just... I could hold it shut, but it would just fly open again. Mm. Do I, what would you do in this situation? Would you drive home holding it, drive home with one hand holding yeah. it shut? At minimal speed. That's what you would do? Why yeah. don't you go down the highway to get home? You don't have to. You could have come down what um, Separation Road, doesn't that? Separation Street. Separation Street? Yeah, but I'm in Cryo at Harvey Norman, which is near the gym. Oh, sorry, Harvey Norman. I was thinking of the shopping centre. No. Yeah, no, you've got to go at 80 k's <laughs> an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just going to hope that the wind pressure keeps the door shut. Uh, well... I ended up calling my old man. You know what we did? We tied a rope from the inside of the yeah. driver's door to the yeah. passenger's well, door. Yeah, if you had utensils, yeah, like yeah, that, that works. And that was um. But then he didn't realize that, that for some reason that wasn't closing properly. So he then tied it from the inside of the driver's door to under my chair, mm. and that was keeping it shut. The only problem is he didn't realize till he he'd taken off and I'd started driving. He that didn't in doing tie so, it to the lever that makes, makes your chair, your chair slide. move. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dando. So, so I reverse out and go <laughs> fly into the back of the car. Can't reach the accelerator or the brakes. So I'm panicking. The car's rolling. <laughs> I reach for the steering wheel, pull myself forward. So I'm driving 80 k's an hour, forcing myself close to the steering wheel so I don't slide backwards. But yeah. except when I brake, I nearly slam into the windscreen. <laughs> that was an ordeal. Yeah, that's fantastic. So that was my Thursday night. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> First day from getting my tyres fixed, door won't close, steer, the drive, seat's moving as I'm driving 80 k's an hour. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I can't top that. I mean, I, I do have... I did a... I think I spoke about Ash backing into my car while it was yeah. parked in the driveway. We've already covered that. That's the, that's the most recent car-related issues that I've had. Um, I did have a guy, uh, just like a little incident of road rage, and I've never wanted... I've never retaliated in road rage before because, like, you know, I, I don't get why people get in a car and then suddenly everyone else is just an object and then they start acting carrying on the way they never would if you were just walking in the street. Like, two people walking up a footpath that both go left at the same time. You go, oh, sorry. Two people driving in a car that both go to pull into the same car space. It's like, you fucking bastard, I'll kill you. <laughs> like, but, but the thing is, you're parking your car, you want to be there first. You've got to then have to find a new park. <laughs> there first. But I, I was one of those, um, I was driving up a street and there's cars parked either side, so it was a little bit narrow in between. Um, and there's a guy who pulls up behind the car uh, like behind one of those parked cars to let the car in front of me go through. I'm coming up. I would have been 20 meters max behind that car in front of me. And I was like, well, that guy's pulled over. I'm still moving. I you continued driving. No, I wasn't being cheeky. <laughs> but I continued driving on. He was there first. Isn't that the rule? I thought it's just kind of traffic flow. Like you let, It's like that one-way bridge that you're letting, once all the traffic has gone through, then that's time. Anyway, he doesn't have that extra eight seconds but, to wait, though. But let me, let me. So yeah. my initial instinct is I'm going to drive through. Then I see him pull out. I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I just brake. Yeah. Leave him out in the middle of the road. Uh, no, over. just before, like in, but before the cars. So I've left him. I, I didn't pull over, but I'm before the cars. Ample room to go through. Yeah. And as he's driving down the tunnel of parked cars, 
just hands off the wheel and like full on abuse at me. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I stopped. Like, and what made it worse is I'd raised my hand to give him the little, the friendly wave that you give when, you know, just like, the, yep, cheers, mate. And then suddenly he's just like spitting venom at me through the window. It's as close as I've ever been to wanting to turn my car around and give him some, give him what for. Oh, I can imagine you giving someone what for. <laughs> I saw grey hair behind the wheel, so I felt safe. It's like that, that um, show, Dimitri Martin. Have you ever watched that show, Dimitri Martin's Important Things, I think it's uh, called? Uh, yeah, no, I haven't, but um, there's, there's, I I've, I've, I've seen a lot of Dimitri's stand-up comedy. I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, there's a short bit they did with Road Rage mm. and... You remind like the way they behave on that is how you would, in my opinion. It's, okay. it's fucking hilarious. You should watch Dimitri Martin. Look up Dimitri Martin Road Rage. I think it's on YouTube. Okay. But anyway, Simpsons Bible Stories. You mentioned at the start mm-hmm. that I was saying all week this is one of my least favorite of all time. Yeah. And I'd remembered it better than it was. I enjoyed it more than what I thought I was going yeah, to. Yeah, it's not terrible. But it's still a nothing episode. Yeah. Um that I think that more than anything I was like, okay, so there are the second and the third segment in particular, I think, are quite good. The last is my favourite, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Garden of Eden, uh, and we'll get into... Nothing uh, happens. Well, well, yeah, I was like, okay, so the Garden of Eden is almost just a straight retelling with very little of a twist put on it. Whereas at least with um, the, telling the stories of Moses and telling the story of David and Goliath, like they incorporate enough Simpsonized versions into it. Um, whereas in that first segment, beyond the fact that they've cast Homer, Marge, and Flanders, there's nothing that's really different. Whereas, You've got snake a snake, but yeah, like Moses having flushing the toilets to be your, your final resolution. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, having the twist that Goliath was actually a really good king and, and all that sort of stuff. Like, uh, there's a lot of really good um, twists on the familiar in those second and third. Whereas the first one is a little bit too faithful to what the story is. Um, well, my note was, I don't want to shit on this, but that just felt pointless after that first yeah, act. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of did. And overall, like I, I did um, say in the last review that this is like a Halloween episode that's not. Yeah. And that's very much what it comes across as. What I didn't realise is just how jarring that would be when it's not. Because the one, Halloween yeah. episode, you're like, all right, I'll settle in. I'm ready for this to just be whatever. Whereas this one, yeah, you do get to the end and I'm like, well, what was the point of all of this? Yeah, and um, I didn't realise that... And I should have realised they actually keep this format going forward every season. There's a trilogy kind of thing that's not yeah, a Halloween right. episode okay. where it's a retelling of an old folk tale or whatever. Yep. And they're always my least favourite. Yeah, just, okay. just They don't feel right. Mm. just feel like you're wasting 22 minutes of your life. A little bit. Like, it, it just uh, that, that's, prob- feel... that's probably a big statement. I mean, they were, Wasting, they were, wasting is strong. Wasting, they were entertaining, but there's no need to ever watch them again. You no. know what I mean? No, no, there's nothing overly memorable in any of it. Um, yeah, like they have moments and it's not like you would reach for the remote and turn it off in fear when it came onto the screen. But yeah, you know, it's complete, unlike a Halloween episode, which at its best still are iconic and you would show friends who'd never, like if you were trying to explain to someone what makes The Simpsons great, you would put some of the Treehouse of Horror episodes on, but you wouldn't do that with this one. But you're going to see things that you won't normally see on, on a Simpsons episode in regards mm. to the violence. Like, this didn't yeah. have anything different. It still felt like a Simpsons episode set in those times. Oh, I, 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 dis, I diverge with you a little bit there. Yeah. I, I think that it still felt different enough. Not in terms of violence, it, but just yeah. in terms of... I mean, obviously, it's Millhouse, but he's called Moses. Like, yeah. you know, it's... The characters still behave the like the characters would normally behave. Yeah, they do do that. Um, like they found a character who would most fit that biblical character they're trying to yeah, represent. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They, there's not a massive twist on uh, no. or alternate take on those things. No, no. But um, yeah, it, it was it was fine though. I, I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I was going to. Mm. I think yeah, I think if you are a religious person, you will appreciate this more. And it's probably a lot Even more just being aware. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. If you yeah. understand the story of what happens in the Bible and yeah. whatnot. Because if, if, if you don't know that, then you'd be like, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, they've picked a couple that everyone knows. Yeah, the like, main ones. You don't have to be religious to know about the Garden of Eden and Moses and, and what Moses and those things. Um, I mean, Moses in in itself has been, that story has been done in several movie adaptations. And then David versus Goliath is one of those things that's entered cultural lexicon yeah. of. You know, it was, a, it was a David and Goliath battle. Even the Moses thing, you might not even know it's a religious story. You've just seen it being parodied so many times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, but it, it's something that I like. I like the idea and I like the concept of because the Bible, 
regardless of, you know, this is coming from someone who's a non-believer, but I do think the Bible has some amazing stories in there, and there are some great fables and great tales, and it is ripe for retelling and repurposing and parody and all of those sorts of things. Um, but, yeah, it just it, it didn't always click in this episode. No. Um, I like the overall... Uh, this, the interstitials and Keeping coming back to the church that was kind of cool that rabbit's fucking horrifying as yeah. it starts to melt like, like that, the uh, toxic avenger yeah it puts me <laughs> off Easter it's uh, to- the, toxic I will Avengers. say the ending I enjoyed with the rapture the, the ending actually yeah. felt like a Halloween episode it did feel like a Halloween yeah. episode yeah um, and very true to form with you know Lisa ascending to heaven and yeah. like oh no you're dumb yeah, yeah. Um, I was screaming because of the salad and everything yeah that's true um so yeah, like the, the the ending was pretty cool, even though in a again in a non Halloween episode, it's like what you just ended the world. Yeah, yeah. In, in but it's clearly not canon, even though they sort of did, yeah. It's meant to kind. It, you'd think it's canon from watching the start of it, but then you got to realize, wait a minute, no, they're all obviously. I get, but I guess so. They're dreaming. So, this, but everything up until that, yeah, everything yeah. up until that last bit is happening, and then suddenly, true. it's the rapture, but it's not because next week we're back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what was your favorite moment? Besides all that. <laughs> <laughs> Besides all that. Um, I reckon Skinner yeah. dictating the letter. Yeah, with the symbols. Yeah, yeah. That Like, read that back to me. Like, um, and I don't know the symbols. Cat, cat man doing this. Yeah, it's that. That's my favorite. <laughs> cat, cat, man doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was very cool. I love Krusty's sodomy joke. That caught me off guard. Oh, yeah, right. I was um, like, well, I don't do yeah. not remember that what at it, all. What was it known for? That it's pottery or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Sodomy, not saying Jezebel's are easy, but what well, is easy, but before she moved to Sodom, it was known for its pottery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I went back, I was like, did he actually did I hear that right? Yeah. <laughs> Simpsons just going for it. Sodomy yeah. jokes on a kids' show. Not bad. From this day forward, your name shall be New names for the episode. Um despite my protestations, there have been a few people trying to squeeze in. Uh, don't don't keep your composure. Puns. You were furious off the air. <laughs> Look, how many times have I told these blithering many, fools? I didn't say blithering fools, <laughs> but I did say how many times have I told these people I'm not going to read them out. Stamped his feet and threw things at the wall. It's um, it it it, it just it can't it can't be the same joke every week, guys. I'm sorry, and it's not the same people every week. So I, you know, I apologize. And if this is the first time you've ever tried to submit a dough, um, I'm going to send one in next week. <laughs> You make, some, be, make some fake accounts. Wouldn't be clever enough to come up with one. Uh, what do we have? Hannah Reid with The Simpsons Get Sacrilicious. Uh, Beck Lehman, Matthew 2117. Now, do you want to Google Matthew 2117? Austin 316. <laughs> is Matthew 2117 a particular reference? I'm sure it is. I'll have a look. Okay. Talia Enriquez, better to reign in hell than to serve stupid Flanders. Uh, Jet Gordon... Sorry, G- apparently it's been quoted, and you remember Matthew twenty one seventeen in the season four, Home of the oh, Heretic. Is that the? Sorry, yeah, okay, and that's when Flanders. Sorry, Lovejoy just straight bats the answer. He's like, yeah, think about it. Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, that's not bad, Tyler. Uh, oh, sorry, I, I never got to the chats. Uh, the Bible for Dummies, Tyler Oak with Gospel Girl. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. Beth Anslow also included a doe, so I'm not going to read it out, but needless to say, she's not a fan of the episode. Uh, Conway Twitty, The Good, The Bad, and The Old Testament. What about The Principle of Egypt? Yes. Good. Very good. Um, did you, did that just come to you because you were reading our mailbag? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> there's a question in the mailbag, uh, the, the Patreon mailbag, about have you ever seen The Prince of Egypt? And my, my suggestion this week... Um, oh, that was loud. Sorry, I just put my phone down. Like, Your desk is really hollow. Um, I don't have to deal with these things when I'm at home. Uh, <clears throat> when Millhouse was in Egypt's land. I tuned out. I don't know what's happening right now. my Simpsons go. I was thinking of a name. And I'm like, just tuned out. Now you're, now you're singing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Anyway, I hope the person that wrote asked for that enjoyed it. No, that was me. That was, oh, that oh, was mine this week. <laughs> okay. And I did. Next question. You there, eating the paste. Trivia for Simpsons Bible Stories. I will kick off. Or you can kick off. It's up to you. Oh, um, no, you better. All right, then. What's the name of the unicorn? Easy one. 
Um, what have they oh, done to you? Oh yeah, what did, what was his name? Uh, Frank? No, it's Gary. Gary. Okay. Uh, how many apples did Homer eat? Twelve. Mm, let me look up the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it would take longer. <laughs> Where's the bit where he's kicking it under the bush? Anyway, you ask your next question uh, while I try to fi- figure this out. What was in the coleslaw that made Homer scream at the end when he went down to hell? Ah, uh, terrible on pizza. Well, I, but you I like disagree, it. but yeah. yeah, pineapple. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. No, less than twelve. Probably, probably eight. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm happy with pineapple on uh, pizza, but in a coleslaw, that yeah. is uh, that is pretty that strange. is cruel and unusual punishment. What color was groundskeeper Willie's little Egypt hat? I can't envision it. I'm going to say blue. Blue is correct. Okay. And my final question, where did Goliath 2 live? Hmm. It's a particular tower. Oh, um, uh, the Tower of Babel. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Um, which which does make sense because, you know, Tower of Babel was designed to be built up to the heavens. And I was yeah. like, how the fuck are they built? How has Goliath <laughs> found a tower that he can actually fit into? Um, but is it necessarily a big tower or just a high one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, it's obviously both. Um, <laughs> and uh, my final question is, how old was Ralph when he died? Five. Well, died. Five? Yes, five. Or seven, depending on his, when his birthday was, four. Oh, well, yeah, presumably. But yeah, 795 <laughs> BC to 790 BC. Okay, that is trivia for this week. Now it's time for Mitch's favourite part of the show. It's the patron mailbag. It's the patron mailbag time. Thank you to the people who have written in suggesting that we keep that sting even after I've left the show. I plan to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Got too late to record a new one. I'll be honest, it's been that long since I've listened back that I didn't realize there was a sting. So uh, all these people are like, you're going to keep the way this is being said? I'm like, what's he done? <laughs> do you, do you, can you remember how it goes? No. It's the patron mailbag time. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> so I was like, we need a sting. Some of my best work. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't sure if you kept that or if you'd maybe taken, no, no, no. like, cut words and stitched them together. If you do it regularly enough, it becomes a fan favourite. Hmm. People, now people can't live without Is it. Is that all it takes? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. keep doing it, keep doing it until they get so, so like, in love with it. The four-finger discount way. Yes. Bash people over their head with yourself until they love you. Uh, patron Mailbag is brought to you by our amazing $20 patrons, Jordan, Richie, David Harrington, Christopher Darby, and David Nayer. Thank you so much, guys. And our new $5 plus patrons, we have Darren Hepburn. Bruce Little, who built our original website for us. Good man. Every time I think you're going to say Bruce Lee. <laughs> One day. Uh, maybe Bruce can change his last name to Lena. I'll reread it out. Beck and Brian McCoy. Thank you so much, guys, for jumping on the Four Finger Discount Patreon Sorry, is bandwagon. that Beck that doesn't have a surname or Beck yeah. and Brian McCoy a couple? Beck and Brian McCoy could be a couple. But, we don't, but think... we don't know for sure. It's not Beck McCoy and Brian McCoy. If they are, they're... Because that would have... If it's not, it would have been a shock to both Breck, Beck and Brian <laughs> to have heard... <laughs> huh? If they are, they're super fans because they're giving us $5 each. Well done. Thank you, guys. Don't forget, if you have yet to jump on the Four Finger Discount Patreon bandwagon, you can get the Tales of Futurama podcast, the Talking Seinfeld podcast, Movie Guy podcast, plenty of podcasts there exclusively on patreon.com slash discount as well as entry into our monthly prize draws, which is now a $50 gift card, mm-hmm. e-gift card for popculture.com.au, the world's number one online source for officially licensed Simpsons merchandise. What? I, I just would, I really like the idea that pop culture are the world's number one online source, like condiment source. <laughs> just with that green splatter logo. <laughs> <laughs> we just release our own sauce. Would you eat pop culture sauce? I'll eat any sauce yeah. at least once. What would you dip in it though? What would you dip in green sauce? Uh, Get onion barge from it could the be Indian. Like a, it's like that's like a mint sauce. Yeah, yeah, that's a mint sauce. I was gonna say it could also be like a green salsa, so you could throw some corn chips in there. Green salsa? I can't say I've ever seen a green salsa. I feel like it could happen, like a salsa verde or something like that. If you a guacamole, but no, no, no. no. Well, I know it's not a sauce. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Simpsons Bible Stories originally aired actually aired on Easter Sunday. Damn. You haven't actually read the mailbag yet. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Can't just do the sting and then talk about how much <laughs> how much we love ourselves and then move on. It's, uh, the first question. 
Ashley Anderson, we kind of already answered this. Is this the worst episode to date? Because I can't stand this damn episode. Uh, it is not the worst, near to date. the worst episode to date. Um, I, think, well, I think the worst is episode four. There's no disgrace like home. Yes. I stand by that. Yeah, I stand by that. I think that that is a fucking terrible episode and needs to be removed from existence. There we go. Yep. Salsa Verde. Oh, well, cool. Uh, Will Manthorpe says, if you could visit any period in history for an hour, totally observing, so no risk of interfering, Ooh. where would you go? Uh, any period, presumably any time yeah. as well. Any time or place. Oh, how do you choose just one? Yeah, that's hard. I mean... I would love to just walk around the set whilst I'm filming Star Wars when Harrison Ford's oh, yeah. just playing hard. Yeah, right. Just be on the set, just walking around. Can you still interact? So there's no chance of harm, but can you still do all the coke no, that totally Carrie insane. Fisher was doing? <laughs> no. Um, you can learn the ways. Uh, yeah. All right. So I'm really torn between a Roman bathhouse with like Julius Caesar or something like that. You know, just nude and discussing state events. Um, that'd be right up there on my list. Or I'd be pretty, pretty happy to be in the bunker with Hitler when he killed himself. Just in the corner observing how that went down. How it actually happened. Mm. Just being there when the rant happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <it's> pretty, yeah. <laughs> you know, I still haven't watched that movie. That's understandable. It's a two and a half hour subtitle is, is, is movie. It, is it a good movie though? Oh, it's amazing. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I, w- I want to watch subtitles. doesn't matter. I no. watched um, Parasite as well. Oh, recently. yeah, good. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, good. Do not tell me a thing. I won't. Good. <laughs> I think it was like the 41st movie I've watched this year so far. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Henrik Winterland says uh, about the Prince of Egypt you mentioned before yeah, I want to so know what you thought of it I haven't actually ever seen the Prince of really? Prince I of Egypt I watched it a very long time ago yeah, right. I remember thinking well this isn't like Aladdin or Lion King it wasn't as good to me it didn't even look like that it did, wasn't it a Disney film the Prince of Egypt I'm pretty sure it was it was uh, Prince of Egypt 1998 film it came out around about the time of Hercules and all them came out yeah, uh, Hans Zimmer directed uh, DreamWorks Animation. DreamWorks, so okay. What I, I'm actually pretty interested because what I have read is there was a lot of 3D animation and apparently visually stunning, but the story isn't quite there. Um, Wasn't it the one that Matt, the Simpsons animator that we, the Australian Simpsons uh, animator. That he did before. That he did and there was lots of trouble going on with the movie? Mm, was it, was it the Prince of Egypt that he worked really on? really don't remember. Okay. So quite a while ago, but... What I will say about The Prince of Egypt and why I want to watch it, check this cast. Val Kilmer, Ralph Fiennes, Sandra Bullock, Jeff Goldblum, Danny Glover, Patrick Stewart, Helen Mirren, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Natalie Portman, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Mel Brooks. Wow. See, like, that's, that's a the, fucking hell of a voice cast. Back then, though, I feel like the voice actors, that wasn't the, the selling point of a poster. Not as much, no. 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 So, but now it's all about who's voicing these characters as opposed to the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really keen for that to to just check out the work that like that's an insanely mm. talented list of people. I just remember ten year old me looking at the poster and going, that doesn't look like anything I'd be interested in watching. Yeah, yeah. can you remember the poster? I think it was just the dude on the, uh, just the prince himself. Yeah, vaguely. Like, it, it, yeah, it, it, it wasn't was a popular just, film. Like, it was. No, no, none of my friends I, I remember ever talking about it. No, I feel like, uh, yeah, so I'd be really interested to reevaluate it. I mean, it's got 80% on Rotten Tomatoes for Must what it's good, worth, yeah. so I, I think it would be solid enough. Um, but it came out at a time where, I mean, Milan, was that somewhere around that time? Was that maybe post Milan was 98. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It came out of a time where there were a number of animations. Maybe it was purely the Toy Story effect that by this point, I was like, oh, we've... This starting to yeah. see, I, I think just hand-drawn animation was not exciting to me as a child at that stage. Um, 98, that's when A Bug's Life came out. I remember being yeah. fully pumped for Bug's yeah, Life. Like yeah, like I was on the Pixar bandwagon by that point. Um, whereas now I look back and I appreciate the artistry that is involved. Whereas a kid, it was just like, well, no, there's this new shiny thing that's three-dimensional. And yeah. This is... This looks real. This, this is cartoons. Yeah. Maybe when you're um, 10, you're sort of thinking, oh, kid, cartoons are for kid, kids now? Well, it's, it's not even... No, when you're 10, you just gravitate to whatever shiniest. Yeah. And Pixar was shinier than anything else. So there's a, a period there of animated films. Um, and I think that's the same reason why a lot of people didn't see The Iron Giant at the time. And, I think it fell into the same trap, yeah. Yeah, and it then becomes rediscovered later. So, I, as, yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad you asked the question, Henry, because it's um, it's prompted me to to check out this, I'll check out that on movie. my list. Speaking of the Iron Giant, we've got a, I think it's 22 inch Iron Giant figure coming to work. And I'm like, that's pretty incredible. There's like six different heads and it's articulated. Mm. And I'm like, Mitch might didn't want know this. his penis was that big. <laughs> 
Uh, so who else we got a question from here? Steve Matthews says, what's your go-to Easter chocolate? I believe I've answered this before. Mine's the Cadbury uh, Crunchy. Crunchy egg. Yeah. Yep. Um, you don't like to melt though, do you? No, you do melt. No, I, I prefer fridge. You prefer fridge because yeah. I, I like to melt it in a fraction. But yeah, I, okay. Oh, no, you're talking about the melting the Smarties, I think. You melt the Smarties? No. You like the Humpty Dumpty eggs and you... You, you did a big spiel about it I, once. Yeah, no, I never melted them though. What I liked with the Humpty Dumpty eggs yeah. was to eat them like chocolate nachos. So I'd break up the outside of the okay. egg and then I would effectively dip the broken egg into the pool of Smarties that I would have. So it'd be a couple Smarties in each mouthful with the pieces of chocolate egg. Oh, so you would scoop them out, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you say dip, that makes me think that they're melted. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, scoop them out solid okay. but using, using my chocolate using as a chocolate. wedge. Yes, yeah. okay, fair enough. Kenny Gadd says, what other books, films would you like to see the Simpsons spoof? Mm. I'm surprised they never did Star Wars. It just seemed the obvious one. Yeah. Um, Something a bit obscure. Would have been cool to see them invaded by gremlins, maybe? Yeah, that could have been fun. Yeah. Right at its peak, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice would have been fun. You could have brought back the um the guy that sells the yogurt to be the guy in the store. Yeah. Sells Gizmo. Yeah, big. <laughs> what would the story be there, though? though? Um... You could do Bart waking up in Homer's body or something like that. Mm, true. Yeah. You know what would have been cool? A good action movie parody. I feel like we never got them. Well, they did 24. But that was like did later they... on. I'm talking earlier yeah. on. Early, early and days. And that, that was just a 24 parody as a whole, yeah. yeah which was true. a really good episode. Yeah. It's, I guess it's just, it's largely, they could have done it in the Halloweens, but it's largely because there's no one in the family that properly fits an action hero vibe. You could buy as an action hero. Yeah. You could you could have done, like, Homer as John McClane is the one that does. I was thinking Die Hard as well, yeah, because yeah. it's the everyman type thing. Yeah, is that someone here? Sounds like there's more than one voice. Yeah, she's talking to someone. Mm. Not just talking. Yeah, that helped. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to listeners who are going to hear <laughs> the ins and outs of the Dando household <laughs> in the background, and I hope you keep that little bit in. Me <laughs> Might just knock on the wall. <laughs> Finally, which question will end on? Um, that's not a very good question. David Abbasmith says, "Which it's killers, not a very good question." Which killers Cop do you? That. Which killers do you admire the most? I don't admire any killer. Which killers do I admire the most? <laughs> <That's> pretty <laughs> blimey. Um, <laughs> which killers do you admire, Dave? Dexter. <laughs> Fictional killers count. Um, yeah. What about um, uh, American Psycho? What's his name? Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you could argue that he didn't actually kill anyone, that it was all in his head. So, that that is a nice little yeah. cop-out clause. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Natalie Portman in the prof- Leon the Professional. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, mate. If you not add that to your list of movies the that professional. you need to see. Yeah. Fucking okay. incredible movie. Natalie Portman is a 12-year-old. Um, the family gets wiped out by a drug lord and she gets taken in by an assassin who lives in that same building and essentially demands that he teach her how to kill people. Um, and Sounds like a Tarantino film. Uh, yeah, it's Luke Besson, so um, okay. before he did The Fifth Element. Yep, it's yep. a fucking amazing movie. Like, it's yeah. really, really, really good. Oh, we'll add that to the list. Uh, Gary Oldman plays the head uh, DEA agent who is on the take. Okay. Um, Can I just say him in true romance? Holy shit. Yeah. Like, you would never believe that's Gary Oldman. No. Gary Oldman <laughs> is a chameleon. Um, it, to the, we... Did this as a joke um, years ago. Tom and I made a short film, and then in the end credits, we can like every single person was played by Gary Oldman. Okay. Because to me, so often I've gotten to the end of a film and I see his name, I'm like, "Was fucking Gary Oldman in that?" Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty. Yeah, that's a really really good movie. The Fifth Element would actually be a cool parody. Yeah, I'm surprised they never did that. Actually, yeah. maybe Futurama probably would have yeah. suited that better. But anyway, yeah. uh, and then I mean, in real life, killers. How do you go past the Zodiac Killer? You know, took a few out, never got caught, had a couple movies named af- or made after him. <laughs> Respect. What? Yeah. <laughs> Mad props to the Zodiac Killer. <sighs> the words of Mitch Grinder do not represent, <laughs> do not represent us. It's just in it for the game. Let's just stop. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, that's, that's getting edited out. <laughs> This is what happens when you've only got a month left. <laughs> you start throwing throwing out all sorts of wacky shit. <laughs> Leave that in, but beep it. Just so we could get no, your... No, just not staying in. Just, no, no, no. I, no man, beep, beep the whole thing. Beep what I said. Okay. But just so I can get your Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> People have to try and guess what Mitch yeah. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good. 
uh, originally aired on Easter Sunday in April 4th, ninety nine. So that was the basis. That's what Scully oh, claims. Okay, gotcha. they, Fox wanted an, an Easter episode. and But Matt Simon says, no, they already had this planned way before that happened. But who knows? Yeah, interesting. Um, but actually aired on <laughs> the actual Easter Sunday. Yeah. I wonder if that's a, a cop-out because it didn't go down as well as you'd hoped. Yeah. It's like, oh, Fox wanted it. Yeah. The chalkboard gag, I cannot absolve sins. And the couch gag was the family run in, get surprised by a bunch of other characters. Is that oh, no, twice? That, that, oh, no, they slip on banana peels. Valentine's Day was this season as well, wasn't it? So they've yeah. got two tie-in episodes based on dates. Is there a, a Christmas one this season? There so. wouldn't be because of when it runs. Yeah. But we haven't had a Christmas one this season, have we? No. It does run over Christmas time. It does run over Christmas time. Starts okay. in October. Sorry, uh, yeah, my yeah. apologies. Uh, but no, I don't believe there was a Christmas one this no. year. Kicks off with all the townspeople at church for Easter. It's really, really warm. Homer gives the chocolate bunny. He stole it from the bin, I believe. Stole it from the uh, trash. Yeah, it was from the trash. Yeah. And why is the Reverend upset by the chocolate bunny? Because it... <laughs> well, actually, I mean, fair, po- fair point. You've still got some chocolate there, Rev, and there's still quite a lot of cash in the collection plate, but... Um, it does represent everything he hates, though. Uh, well, there's that. It's a commercialization. It's a commercialization of religion <laughs> and worshipping a false idol. There's there's quite a lot going on. Yeah. But I think what it really boils down to is it made the pile of money look bigger than it was. Ah, yeah. I, I really feel like that is the um, the the main crux. Like when they put your palmy on top of a pile of chips to make it look yes. like it's really thick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, uh, um, um, there's listeners out there going, it's palmer. Say it right. Yeah, well... <laughs> Fuck off back to South Australia if that's one of you. No, we've got people from Melbourne who clearly Palmer, yeah. And even that bar in Geelong, it's called Palmer Bar. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um I loved like there's a couple of really good things here with Ned Flanders being like that classic kid in school that reminds the teacher that they haven't assigned any homework. Or like uh, He's Martin. it's really it, it's hard to hear you over the fans. Click click. Oh yeah. Um like that sort of stuff was cool. I it was maybe like the fact that even Marge was groaning about having to hear more church. Yeah. Um pray mantis falling asleep. Yeah. Being too tired. That was a bit of a random insert yeah. gag though. I'm like other than the fact that they're in church, is that the only It's because of praying. Yeah. 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 It's too tired to pray, I guess. It felt it felt like a swing that missed. Yeah. <laughs> um it was ball one of this episode. This episode it wasn't a stri- know, that, it wasn't a strikeout, but it, it certainly wasn't a home run. We are sure. really, yeah, okay, and we've pushed baseball metaphors way too far in one sentence. Yeah, and that's I the mean, only references I know. And my two, my two ones were the exact opposites. Um, for the, anyway, doesn't okay. matter. <laughs> Apologies to baseball fans. So we get Marge's dream. So it's the Adam and Eve story. They're in the Garden of Eden. They don't feel pain. There's just not much. To <laughs> That's the best note ever. There's not much to discuss. They're at the Garden of Eden. They don't feel pain. Flan- and then it ends. Flanders is God. Gives much magazines. <laughs> there's just, yeah. There's not anything to discuss here. Would you eat pork if it came from a self-replenishing pig that felt no pain? Yes. Okay. Of course it would. Oh, good. Well, we've got that on the table. Yeah. So it's not a flavor <laughs> thing for you. It's a moral thing. Yeah. Okay. No, I I miss. Eating. Yeah. Like when, when I'm cooking now, I'm like, this used to have bacon in it. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there wondering, like, I mean, is it cooked? Yeah. I, How I, is it cooked? It was bizarre. How hot is that pig? And then it would cut to him and he didn't have a hole in him. In one of the cuts, you sort of see it heal back up, like the oh, Terminator, okay. like the T1000. Yeah. So you take a chunk out and then it's good. Yeah. And I it's thought, all fixed. If it comes off cooked, I would eat it. But How not... long does it take him to regenerate a rib or a rack of ribs? I'd say 45 minutes. Yeah, How long does okay. it take to charge your headphones? About that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Bose pork ribs. Yes, yes. <laughs> Brought to you by what? What brand have I got? Sony. Yes. Yeah, so uh, they noticed the forbidden fruit on the tree, but mm. Flanders, who and Flanders is the obvious choice to play God. You can actually see him. You can just hear him. Tells them they cannot eat the fruit. It is mm. forbidden. And like you were saying at the start, this is just a retelling. Yeah, it's nothing. There's nothing I'm going to explain now. That's I, nothing yeah. different from the story. I was thinking that they'll maybe go in and lean a bit further of taking away from the metaphor of the forbidden fruit. Yeah, but there's, no, there's, there's no, and <laughs> it's the, just literally fr- fruit. And there's no twist. Usually, there's a twist yeah. in these kind of things where you know the ending you don't expect. But no, this is just how it plays out. It's anyway. just how it happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, apart from the fact that there's a unicorn there. Yeah. Uh, They're naming the um, Marge like that? crawling out of the hole and losing her clothing. Kind of sexy. What about when she landed on Homer? 
No. Just bang, bang. Too preoccupied by the pain and the size of Homer's gut. <laughs> no pain. I bet they're out of the no, gut. out there. Yeah, of course yeah. they are. Yeah. Oh, this is what that pain thing is. Um, the naming of all the different animals. This is where we get snake. Now, I thought, I never realized Branch how much. monster. How much, yeah, snake looks like Mo. I thought it was Mo. Oh, really? Until he okay. started talking. Yeah, well, it kind of made sense that snake would be snake, though. Yeah, no, but if you get the um, the visual and Frinky, you look at them, it just looks like Mo. Yeah, you realize okay. how similar they were until you see the hair and whatnot. Yeah. What do you call that thing on the branch? Branch monster. Please, please, call me Snake. Yo, have you dudes sampled this fruit? It's like God's private stash. But he said it was forbidden. Quite so, Mum. I recall one of the dinosaurs had a bite, and well, that was the last of... Egad! Do religious people believe in dinosaurs? I thought they did. Depends. Fundamentalist religious people. So the people that think that the Bible is the absolute truth and that everything in the Bible is everything in the world. And there are a subsect of religious people that believe that, that the world is like 12,500 years old and that dinosaur fossils were put there by God to test our faith. That's what my cousin believed. Right. Yeah. yeah. I have cousins and whatnot. And they wouldn't... I wasn't allowed to watch the show Dinosaurs of Not the Mama when they were at our house because yep. dinosaurs are a no-no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So there's an amazing um, bit of stand-up from Bill Hicks about this. Um and like you know, it's like does that not bother anyone? The idea that God might be fucking with our heads, that you know he's burying fossils. Going, <laughs> we'll see who believes in me now. <laughs> I'm a prankster, God. <laughs> what well, comes up? Homer eats the fruit. Lures Marge into eating them as well, and God kicks them both out. I love the way he kicks them out the second one. He just flicks them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to explain them, but anyway. Yeah. What the dickens? <gasps> Eve, did you taste of the forbidden fruit? Yes, God. No, John and Eve, I think you'd better hightail it out of this garden. Adam, say something. Uh, um, uh, I think we should see other people. Homer here, or Adam, throws Eve under the bus. Oh, selfish. <laughs> We'd all do it. Yeah, and Homer, definitely. It was that bit, was very true to Homer's yeah, character. But oh, no, to his, well, I guess that's not his wife. It's not his wife in this yeah. retelling. If it's you living in the Garden of Eden forever, though, or you not living in the Garden of Eden, you're throwing him under the bus. Totally. Because... Mm. There's nothing out there except pain. Yeah. Um, well, does God feed the people who aren't in the Garden of Eden? It doesn't look like he does. No. Because she's, she's trying to get her own fire going yeah. with a couple of flint stones and then presumably was going to have to hunt, Tor- the, she's toiling. hunt the no animals that exist <laughs> out there. So, yeah, she's, she's cooked. Uh, Homer feels bad. He tries to sneak her back in. This is where we get the unicorn dying. Somebody order a hole? Ooh, that's a tight squeeze. Oh, thank you. Are you okay? I'll be fine. Just give me a second to... I did feel bad for the unicorn. It seemed like it was mm. a young unicorn. It did. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie War Horse? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like when War Horse... Like, all the horses are trying to pull the stuff up the hill mm. when War Horse runs to the front to take the load off the other horse that's yeah. about to die. That like that uniform that unicorn really busted its ass to dig through yeah. that hole. <laughs> yeah. it didn't last very long though, did it? No. You kind of felt for it. You can mm. you understand why God would be angry. Mm. Although did, um do you make one of only one unicorn? Well, presumably there's more because there were still unicorns around when uh Noah like with the flood. So, different story though. Yeah, different story, but it comes later in the Bible. So there must have been more than one unicorn, unless you just reanimated that one afterwards. There was more than one unicorn in the story later of Noah, because the unicorns were all playing in the water, and they wouldn't come onto the boat. I know about Noah, because we were religious when we were younger. Mm. Like, up till I was about six, I had to go to Sunday school. I fucking hated it. Oh, it was the worst, yeah. I think I was the reason my parents stopped going to church, because they couldn't handle taking me to church, because I just hated it that much. Yeah, okay. They picked on me. Your parents picked on you? No, the kids... Fucking Sunday school picked oh, on me. Yeah, right. Yeah, not good. Terrible you people. Keep trying to say that the unicorns were in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Homer gets caught sneaking it back in because they killed Gary the unicorn. God kicks them out. And then how long will he hold a grudge? Forever and ever and ever. Pretty. And ever. Pretty bad act. <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's not an act that's going to hook you in. No. I think. You watch that and you're turning off and not going back. Probably should have been the midsection. Yeah. You, like, start, you, you, you want to bury, bury your weaker story in the middle. I would have put... 
David versus Goliath is probably a good main event. Like, probably the good third yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you. I would have switched this around with Moses. And I think the second one was the funniest. That probably would have been the mm. best one to start with. Next one, so the, uh, the rabbit's melting as we come back from commercial and it's Lisa's dream. The kids are all ancient uh, Hebrew slaves building pyramids in Egypt. Uh, Skinner is the pharaoh. He finds his tomb defamed. Straight away in this one, it already, like, there's more of a twist on there. So, like, playing um, tetherball and that sort of stuff with the... Um, what did they have? Was it just a, a stone or something like that from the pyramid? Yeah. Cinder block? Like whatever it was. Like, the, you know, the, the playground still exists, but it's all with a twist yeah. to, to set it in, to put it into that setting. As opposed to the forbidden fruit, like yeah. you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Skinner perfectly cast as the pharaoh. Yeah. But, well, it makes sense. All the kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly right. And um, Willie being his lackey. Yeah. It's just nice to see him relish in being evil as well. And what's a, uh, apologies, I don't know this, the, the tree in this. Oh, the burning bush. I don't know the burning bush. Um, What is the deal with the burning bush? Okay, so you're looking up as well. <laughs> you looked at me like, oh, the burning bush. Yeah, I know this. What I've heard it? of the I'll burning bush. <laughs> and then as I was about to start explaining it, I realized that I was thinking of the singing bush from okay. the Three Amigos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, isn't the burning bush something, um, oh, the burning bush, a song by Hans Zimmer. The burning bush is an object described by the book of Exodus as being located in Mount Horeb. According to the narrative, the bush was on fire, but it was not not consumed by the flames. Hence the name that, I mean, that bit was probably self-explanatory. I want to know what the burning bush did. (laughs) It's a a tree on fire. (laughs) Basically, it drops the kids in anyway. In the narrative, the burning bush is the location at which Moses was appointed by God to lead the Israelites out of Egypt uh. and into Canaan. Um, it doesn't appear to talk. It does here. So, there's something yeah. different as well. Yeah. <laughs> Willie breaks out the cruel whip. <laughs> Wikipedia has a, de- a, a section dedicated to alternate, alternative theories. And I would like to um, I would like to suggest that one of them is the bush wasn't on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's, the bush was actually a shrub. Yeah. It, well, the bush was just a bush. Um, hmm. Anyway, so Lisa makes Moses um, ask the Pharaoh to let all the people go, and that's just not going to happen at all. So then the Pharaoh is dictating his symbols. All right, read me bank what I have so far, Mrs. Krabapatra. Bird, bird, giant eye, pyramid, bird. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, giant eye, dead fish, cat head, cat head, cat head, guy doing this. Man, Man does doing this, this is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then, the bangles were in my head yes, for, the, exactly, for the next yeah. 10 minutes. Um, you think it's the plague with the frogs, but no, it's just... Where they get all these frogs from, by the way? Oh, the river? Yeah, I guess so. I they suppose. tip them all in. Yeah. This here, though... That that was another bit that I liked, and I could have... I would have been more than up for seeing more of... All of the different things. Well, yeah, like, or, or just a, even if it was just a few others of how do they... How do you fake a plague? Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you convince people that it's um, that it's the work of God, but it's actually just ingenuity? But I did enjoy the twist of Skinner taking that as a sign from Ra that he's doing the right thing and then eating them. The only thing is, what they stood there and waited until he cooked and ate all the frogs, and then went in and said, I "No, I don't know if he cooked them." Anyway, they would run above him. <laughs> <laughs> True. They wait till he's finished every frog and then go, no, it's not a, it's a plague. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a slight little thing. They get thrown down. They, they had slave work to do. So they dumped them yeah. all, they did their slave work and then they came back and then saw that. They got thrown into the uh, the tomb. So it's like the, what would you call it? Just like a prison of some kind. Yeah. It's like a death trap. It's Indiana Jones room. You're not supposed to come out alive, yeah. I know we built a secret passage in here somewhere. I found it. We're out of here. <laughs> Slave labor, you get what you pay for. Slaves are exodusing as we speak. Well, I say good riddance to bad rubbish. Okay, but who's going to build your pyramids? Well, we could... After them! I like to appreciate this. Oi, caramba. <laughs> <laughs> 
the kids all then get the idea, or this gets the idea to flush all the toilets, drains all the water out. Millhouse claims it. That's very true to Millhouse. I'm yep. a genius. Yep. And then the water refills on the pharaoh and he's, what would you call them? The pharaoh's men. Oh, um, soldiers. Yeah, whatever. And they got chucked in the water, but end up having a good time. Then it's clear sailing for the oh, Millhouse is clear sailing for the Jews. They're, right? ha- they're having a good time in toilet water. Is it sewage water? Well, I mean, that's well, I where the toilets. Are, if that's where they're drawing water from, it's probably where they're flushing too. Where well. where the other water go? I don't understand how this whole thing ended. Like it just confused me. <laughs> <laughs> like there was no toilets there when they got to the water. Yeah, and then they go. I've got an idea. As the fucking pharaoh is right there in front of them, about yeah. the, and then yeah. and then all of a sudden there's all these toilets. Yeah, where they come from? They um, well, they're either just out of shot or they called Kenny and he organized ah, it. Ah, yeah, yeah. Quick smart. Anyway, so yeah. From Splashdown. The, toilet, the water gets flushed somewhere and then mm. refills. Mm. It's a bizarre ending. <laughs> refills from three different directions. From, yeah, <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I did like the Emil House saying, so it's clear sailing for the Jews from here, right? Oh, yeah. It's kind of awkward. That's, that's a heavy joke. Yeah. So then we have... Oh, Homer has a short dream here where he thinks he's King Solomon. Cuts the pie in half, sentences Lenny and Carl to death. That was actually very funny. Yeah. Um, short and snappy. Yeah, just a nice little... <laughs> it was almost like a mad TV sketch or something like that. Yeah. Like just random cutaway for Skit a few seconds. or something, yeah. yeah. Bart's dream, though, is a play on David vs. Goliath. I'll let you run through this one. Will you? <laughs> I'll do it. Well, Dando, several thousand years ago, there was a band named David. Had, he, had himself a sling, took down a giant named Goliath. How do you do that? How do I it's do what? one hell of a shot. Oh, rem- oh okay. I, I, I thought it was like, had, you know, how do you project with such confidence? Bart is uh, King David, and he's already killed the actual Goliath. But before that, we get the uh, the classic sodomy joke. Hey, King David. <laughs> how you doing? Now, I'm not saying Jezebel's easy. But before she moved to Sodom, it was known for its pottery. Methuselah arrives, stabbed in the back, and he says it's Goliath too, his son. I did like my oldest friend. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's yeah. There's a few things in this actually that it it's like it, this segment didn't know what it was trying to parody. Yeah, they had to try because in some cases it's trying to parody main event advertising, but then it's well, also Terry Bruckheimer is what it was parodying. Right. Jerry Bruckheimer films with the whole... Well, the Jerry Bruckheimer films with the, um, like, the electric wailing guitar and Tower of Babel in flames and all that sort of stuff, for sure. But then part of it also felt like it was trying to parody Mike Tyson... Celebrity deathmatch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it kind of had one foot near the camp and uh, it was a little... It, it just... There were elements of it that I was like, uh, works on its own, doesn't necessarily mesh together. I guess it's... You just... Mentioned mm. as parody Mike Tyson is a fight to some extent. Yeah, I know, but so like I think it w- could have been better had they either really lent into make the whole thing like Jerry Bruckheimer production or make the whole thing like the way ESPN would build up main event. Yeah, having a little bit of each just kind of bit- knocks you off balance occasionally. Yeah, you killed my best friend. Woo-hoo. You killed my father, who was like a best friend. Woo-hoo. All I need is my trusty sling and one good hard... Um, say, how's tomorrow for you? What say you now, Goliath? Without your precious hair, you no longer possess your fantastic strength. That's Samson, idiot! Nelson doesn't look good. With, with that haircut. With that little bob. No. no it does not. Not good at all. What, what was it? Who had that haircut? Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Might have. I think there were quite a few people that had their haircuts yeah. from the 90s. Um, I do like, though, that later it's that same haircut the whole way around his head, suggesting mm. that he's at least wanted to even it out. No, but I think Bart cut it that way the whole time, didn't he? No, well, Bart only swung over one ear. I know, but I'm pretty not- sure he, he cut the whole lot off. It was weird. Yeah, well, did it happen in that scene or was it later? I'm pretty sure in that scene you see him yeah. the whole way around. Well, that's an animation mistake yeah. that I've attributed to <laughs> good storytelling. Uh, mate, you might be right. I, for some reason, I remember him having in that scene. Um, he wears the, uh, Bart's crown as a ring. Then Bart goes and he sees Ralph. I, I felt bad for Ralph here. Just oh, yeah. Cut to death. But I really enjoyed it. Um, 
<laughs> now it's up to me. Now it's up to Ralph to save them or something. Yeah, or, yeah. Or now it's up to me. Yeah, that was beautiful. It's just his naive innocence walking off with his yeah. sheep. Then we get the training montage with all of Ralph's sheep. Uh, he goes to the Tower of Babel? Ba- Babel. Babel, yeah. And we've explained what that is. He accidentally kills the guards. I'm thinking, why would he just keep doing that? He's like, oh man, I'm just mm. going to climb the outside. Wouldn't you want to try and kill the guards? Well, I mean, if if he's only if he's overtaking the palace, the 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 guards are technically his people. Like it's still Bart's. Was town he there to overtake in. the palace? Or was he there to kill Goliath? Kill Goliath and then replace himself as king. So what he wanted to do, was it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like you know, a week ago they were Bart's guards, so he doesn't want to be taking them out. Um, the Jonah is in the whale stomach. The whale was a great visual joke yeah. to show size. <laughs> that was excellent. Climbs up the thing with the little... What do they call the corn? Uh, corn holders. They're just called corn holders. Yeah. Yeah, I, I call them corn holders. I don't know whether they had an actual name. Uh, Goliath notices he's in there. Very much like Jack and the Beanstalk. In this, in it this is a bit, instant, yeah. Um, instance, he throws a fire inside Goliath too and he explodes. Mm. I was like, well, that was really strange. Mm. But he didn't... What, what exploded? <laughs> Um, he's very gassy drunk a lot of alcohol (laughs) Uh, you assume that Goliath 2 is dead but he's not Um, and then Ralph finally kills him so whose grave was that? Ralph's faked his death what's what's, what's going on here? Uh, how did he throw it? I don't don't know it's just strange anyway then it's the rapture (laughs) everyone's sad that he's killed Goliath sorry yeah that's true that's the bit of the twist yeah Yeah. because Goliath was the best king we've ever had built schools and churches and hospitals Mm. and whatnot. Um, the family all wake up they're the only ones in church and it's the they go outside and like you said it's the apocalypse a very very weird episode Mm. I I'm glad uh, I stand by my comment last week this is one of the worst (laughs) ones of the first 10 years I it's just it's not great it's just weird. Oh, you're putting it's a list of off. the five worst episodes of the first 10 seasons. This yeah. has got to be in there. There were a few people that suggested worst episode ever as an alternate title or words okay. to that effect. So, yeah, I think it's a it's not great. running point among yeah. the patrons that um, not an episode that people no. remember fondly. Even like this review, it's just like you're just reading shit. There's nothing to talk about. It's just a it's just a nothing episode. It's mm. so bland. Anyway, I feel like we, I, we don't Like usually, Sunday school. We don't usually shit on episodes very often, but this one I feel like deserves... Some shitting. <laughs> yes, it does. And if you're a fan of that, stick around, patrons, for our review of Girls Just Want to Have Some. I'm interested to hear this. Yeah, because I didn't dislike it as much as you apparently did. Uh, just, it's not that I disliked it from start to finish. And I try, particularly when it's a, a an episode that someone said, please review this one. I really try to find everything that I like about it because I don't want to badmouth an episode that someone loves. But there are problems. <laughs> I feel like I want to get straight into it. Nah. Do you not worry about a mailbag or just a mailbag? Oh, uh, no. Well, we should. Can you bring it up? Oh, actually, what did you learn from this episode before we do that? Oh, what did I learn from the episode? What did we learn, Palmer? Uh, I was wrong. Uh, sorry, I was right not to go to church all those years. Yeah, that is yeah, a yeah. very good point. I learned that bunnies need to start stocking porno bushes. Bunnings? Yeah, that's right. They have nurseries, don't they? Mm. Mm. Um, or oh, Wombat Kelly plant farm. <laughs> oh, Chris and Mari in the centerfold. <laughs> in the porno bushes. <laughs> they, they were essentially porno ads anyway. I'm nude. Was he nude? Did Chris get nude? Yeah. So, wow. did she, so did she. They both got nude. Yeah. Oh, must have been the after 12 o'clock <laughs> ones. Jamil! <laughs> Jamil is here! Ooh. Okay, first thing comes in here from uh, Chris Ferrari. I'm reading this out because Mitch hasn't got it, by the way. Yeah. Um, My laptop oh. is not with me. Well, it should be because he's got a fix for your problem. Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah, so there's a direct link on how to fix your phantom screen. Okay, thing. cool. Yeah. Well, we can't respond to that other than no. to say thank you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Ferrari, thank you for that. Uh, Went to school with a Jack Ferrari. Real knob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to date a girl called, <laughs> I won't say her first name, last name was Ferrari. Yeah. Real bitch. <laughs> I, um, so Jack used to do, I don't know, um, whatever. Some sort, some form of martial art, and he was one of those guys that in high school was trying to tell me that his, you know, his hands were registered weapons. Oh um, no! And I'm so upset. It's like that, that guy once, from Eddie Murphy Rock. Come on, Rocky! <laughs> when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out, and as in the trailer, and Brad has that line, of like you know, um, character playing Bruce Lee saying, "If I killed you, I could go to jail," and Brad has that line of. Anyone kills someone in a fight, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. Yeah. I so wish that that had existed when I was 14 years old. <laughs> in a fucking perfect takedown. <laughs> or that I'd been smart enough to think of it. Sean D. I sent in my two cents. 
And that's my two cents. Cool. Been a long time. Has been a long time. Yeah. Hi, Mitch and Dando and Mitch 2.0, a.k.a. Guy. Hey, Guy. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Driving across the US for seven hours at a stretch, I was listening to Four Finger Discount and hearing classic Aussie band to help me feel at home and keep the accent in check. Cool. Now I'm living back in Sydney, still enjoying listening to a meandering podcast while on a trip to work. It was a real shame to hear... Meandering podcast? Mm. It's a backhanded compliment. Or... Potentially just a flat-out insult. It was a real shame to hear Mitch choosing to stand back, but I couldn't imagine a Mitch Grinter not going out when at the top of his game. Don't let this give Dando any ideas. Even though we'll still hear Mitch on side projects, you'll still be missed. This is the. This is just I love Mitch. When when Dando <laughs> when Dando reaches the top of his game, you might have to be worried. Also, you <laughs> couldn't have picked someone better than Guy to take the mic opposite Dando. Okay, here well, we go. One hundred percent. Yes. Here we go. My two cents. After fifteen years ago, my friends and I would go to New South Wales. Emails. Emails. Kind of. I've lost interest. <laughs> Get back to the stuff about me. <laughs> to a holiday house for the week. We'd drink, play cards, go to the beach, and other various things. I choose to leave in my twenties. I can still play cards in your 30s. Mm-hmm. I've played cards for a while, but I do Uno. Not bad. <laughs> What's your favorite card game? We play 31 as a family. Oh, yeah. 31's a good game. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a good, good entry-level game. game. It's mm. really easy to play. It goes for a long time. Yeah. Like, you, you don't... It's not like poker where you can be eliminated in the first hand or something yeah. like that. It's a good quality party And it game. keeps moving. Yeah. Uh, have I told you about AC Doocy? Mm, I believe you have. Yeah. AC Doocy, um, good gambling game where... It's just you turn over two cards, and the so I uh, firstly you put in the dealer puts in however much they want in the middle, so say ten bucks. Um, I turn over two cards, and you, as the person who's next, needs to make a bet on whether or not the next card is going to be higher, lower, or in the middle. Okay. Um, and then what's in the middle? So well, if I turn over two cards of, um, say I've got a two and a king. Yep. You go middle. Um, okay, so I get you. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, uh, how does it work if you go higher? I don't remember. That. Yeah. Anyway, that's but that's basically the gist of it. But if you hit the post, then you have to double your like you have to put double whatever you bet back in the middle. Um, so back into the pot. So say say it is that. Say it's ace two. So it's the widest range possible, and you go guts. I'm going to bet that whole ten bucks, and I'm going to take the pot. If an ace comes out, you got to put twenty back in. Yeah. So you got to bet real money every time. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. No bottle caps in this game. <laughs> no plastic chips from the $2 shop. No, no, thank you. No. You see people hit the post three or four times in a row and it just starts oh, yeah. to become eye-watering. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it wouldn't be a fun game to play. It's a terrifying game to play. Yeah. IOUs start getting written out real quick. It's like a Russian roulette, but gambling. Yeah. Well, not with your wife, It's though. kind of all gambling. Yeah. <laughs> but- uh, on the trip, we would meet at the shopping center and then break off to get supplies. Someone would pick up $40, $40 worth of steak and sausages, specifically $40. Hmm. Someone with $100 for alcohol, etc. On one occasion, two of my mates were given the simple task of getting toilet paper enough to cover five to eight people for five days. How, many, how much toilet paper would Cover that be? like head to toe? <laughs> <laughs> they arrived at the rendezvous point carrying two rolls of black and gold single ply toilet paper totaling no. $3.50. Not the single ply. Two rolls. <laughs> Two rolls. Five to eight people for five days? Yeah. Totaling $3.50. Five to eight people who are living on a diet consisting entirely of meat and beer. Sounds like... It sounds Not like, enough. It sounds like schoolies. <laughs> Needless to say, we did remedy this with something more sufficient. However, they were never given Their the hands. task. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've given, All right, Dave. Time to go again. I've given the task of purchasing supplies without supervision again. Question. Have you ever been in a situation where you're out with friends or family and someone mm. hasn't chipped in their fair share and it's been blatantly obvious? Um, it always happens when you're out with a few guys who are sharing, like doing rounds of drinks. Yeah. There's always yeah. one guy that pulls a Swifty. Tries to sneak some light beers in yeah. the round. Yeah, once people are five or six deep, and they, <laughs> oh, they, they won't know that the flavour's changed, and I'll save myself 50 cents a pot. <laughs> also, could I get a shout-out to my best friend, Ginger, in Nashville? Whilst travelling in Wisconsin, I pulled several ligaments in my knee, and she did everything she could despite being three states away. She must listen to you. She couldn't possibly do much. <laughs> <laughs> What'd she do? Like, send you the number of the nearest hospital? Hospital? Maybe she was just very comforting on, on the phone. Or she just drove three states every day. Depends how big the state is. It does. There's lots of states Pretty in Pretty big states in America, though. Yeah, they are very big states. Maybe he lived near the border. Maybe like... Yeah. Kind of like, you know, where they sort of all... Five meet. corners or yeah. something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Uh, anyway, so thank you for the email. She did Sean everything TV. she could, which fortunately her was nothing. Yes. <laughs> I'll find one she more. She said, that sucks. I'm sorry. But no, props to you, Ginger. Sound like a caring person. Yes, I think that'll do for the mailbag for this week because we need to get a couple more out before mm-hmm. we uh, wrap up tonight because I've got to get some dinner as well. I'm very, very hungry. I'm yep. sure you're hungry as well. Always. Straight from work. Yeah. What's on for dinner tonight? Uh, I don't know. I've eaten very little today. Like, I've had a bowl of porridge and then um, I had some fish and like roast vegetable salad type thing that I made up for lunch. So I've, I've gone pretty light, which means I can eat. The sky's the limit for dinner. What are you going to have? Um, Boss Burger? Let me tell you about my friend who thought he was having a heart attack after Boss Burger. So... He had a Boss Deluxe, which two patties, double cheese, double bacon, all that Friend sort of I stuff know. for people. Uh, no. no. Um, like, this seems like something Nacho would do. He followed, <laughs> <laughs> he followed that up with Tommy the Chook, which is your grilled chicken burger. He had two burgers. And Boss Fries. Um, See, fries I can understand, but two burgers? Two burgers and the fries. And ended up calling the hospital because he thought he was having a heart attack. <laughs> Turned out he just had some chest pain because of how much he'd eaten. So then he's like, so anyway... I've, I've backed the order off now. I no longer get the fries. <laughs> <laughs> is he a big dude? Big and expanding, like with every week. It, <laughs> really? Is that the point that I've had some three or four serious conversations with him of just like, mate, you need to stop because you're at an age that is, you will kill yourself. Is he actually just obese now? He's not. Well, no, obese is the wrong word, but morbidly obese. <laughs> he's just a got big fat dynamo, fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> who's just got this insane... Does he lot- have flat tyres in his car too? <laughs> uh, when he's in it. <laughs> they look pretty good when he's not. Um, just this insane lust for life that's come about him in the last two years where he just eats and drinks whatever he wants and he can't stop. It sounds like... Have you seen the Futurama episode where Bender becomes a human? No. He just becomes a... F- uh, he just parties hard as he becomes yeah, this right. obese and just blows mess. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, you have to name this friend, by the way. No. Because <laughs> you've got a big fat bastard on the radio. <laughs> On the podcast. On the podcast, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you got to hope he doesn't listen to this. Or do you call him a big fat bastard to his face? He calls himself a big fat... No, no, no um... But I, would would you ever call him a I big say, fat bastard? <laughs> In a non-joking manner. He's just a big fat bastard. I say it with love. <laughs> he'd, probably, he'd probably appreciate it. Bastard's not a very nice word. They're I actually thought I'd killed him the other day. Um, I was in his place of work and... Uh, he'd ra- he'd shut up shop for the day. And I'm all assuming the- it's not a gym. No. <laughs> um, all of his employees had gone home and I had, I was like, well, there's no one on the door. Oh, fuck it. I'll just walk out the back and I'll find... I've never been in there before. Um, but he'd been out the back and <laughs> just did that thing as, as he's done whatever it was that he was doing and then he's come back in and walked out the hallway and looked up and just saw a body when he wasn't expecting to. Just hear this. <laughs> and clutched at his chest. I was like, oh God, I've killed him. <laughs> Would you, if you're ever in that situation, just before we go, mm. someone scares you like that, would you at that moment go, I'm going to fake my death here? Fall to the ground oh, like you've had a heart attack. If you had the, if you were able to think that clearly. Yeah, yeah man. What a joke that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening to Simpsons Bible Stories. I think next week is Mum and Pop Art, if I remember correctly. I would just double check. Yes, it is Mum and Pop Art. That's mm. actually a far more enjoyable episode than this one. It's where um, Homer floods town. Flood Springfield, I should say. Okay. The end. Remember that one? How does he flood? It's La Grille. What the oh, hell is that? Yeah, gotcha. Yes. Alrighty, guys. Thank you once again for listening. Patreon.com slash discount for all the exclusive podcasts that we're churning out each and every week. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Uh, my final words this week can be found in Jonathan 1822. Shh.